Uh, hello, welcome to another episode. Um, this one I'm gonna be talking about a little more about the NFL. I haven't talked too much about the NFL mainly. It's been a lot of college football stuff. Um, honestly, like I don't even know where I'm gonna go with this. Probably, I want to talk about the NFL. I might talk about some other things though, um, as well. Um, but uh, yeah, right now, currently going on is I believe it's at halftime. It's the Rams, uh, Ravens game, and the. The Rams are done, um, which, by the way, if you watch back in the podcasts, uh, was one of the first, it was like the, I believe it was the prediction in PTI one that I did, I picked them to be the biggest bust, and I said that they were a fluke, and right now, they are about to be 6-5, and five, and their offense cannot get going. Um, they really haven't been the same since that Seattle game, uh, and they've been nothing special, and their wins... They've just been nothing special. Um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll see where, you know, I mean, there's still a lot left in the season, but right now they're just, they're just so pedestrian, you know? I mean, you think about two years ago, the Rams would dominate people, and it would be Sean McVay, Jared Goff, Todd Gurley. But you know what? They, you know where they went wrong? They invested too much in Todd Gurley. Don't invest in running backs. Invest in offensive line. I cannot stress that enough. You're, I'm sorry, but you, I, I mean, it's the reason running backs do well is because of offensive line. Yes, the running backs, there are differences, and not every running back is the same. You know, if you give, uh, you know, the worst running back the best offensive line, they're going to do worse than, uh, they're going to do better uh, if you give the uh, best running back the worst offensive line, you know, they're still going to do okay. But, like, that's, you just don't, because running backs, okay, there's many reasons. First of all, running backs have the shortest lifespan out of any NFL position. They will not play for long. They, and, and, and even if they do, it's mainly, like, if you want to talk about, like, guys like Frank Gore, First of all, that's rare. Second of all, they're so stretched out that they're not even, like, that good anymore. And you're never going to be playing, like, a pro bowler past 32. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, it's just true. And you're, uh, and, and, and it's offensive line. People are hyping up Christian McCaffrey this year. And I'm watching him. I'm watching him play. And he's just running through holes that you could fit the state of Texas in. Uh, they, they are, I mean, the offensive line is who I credit for that. Um, that's just my opinion. I think that just investing in running backs is a bad decision. And that's what the Rams did. Um, and that's just unfortunate for them. I don't like the Rams, so I'm happy about it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just think... What teams should do is get a running back, use him until he's 30, or if you draft someone and you have him on a four-year contract, then use him for that contract, and then get rid of him, and then get another one. Because running backs are so expendable, and the other thing is, there's so many good running backs, and the other thing is, if your offensive line is good enough, you can have a good running game with with no one, okay? You know, like, you know, use, use you know, until him until he's 30 or use him for that four-year rookie contract and then use your first-round draft pick or second-round draft pick on a running back and he'll do just fine with that offensive line, all right? I mean, unless he's Trent Richardson level bad vision-wise, 
he's gonna be fine. I mean, it's it's you're, you're, it's a good bet, and that's why. But you know what? You should invest in with your number one overall pick. You know, with your top picks, offensive line, because that actually lasts longer. <coughs> it actually lasts longer. Excuse me. And. It's just so much, and, and it's so much, like, you, it's just better. And they don't cost as much either. Offensive linemen do not cost as much as running backs do. Um, so that's number one. Number two, some people say the same thing about quarterbacks. I don't think that about quarterbacks because I think if you get a guy like Russell Wilson, I mean, or Tom Brady, you know, you want to keep them. Uh, so so I've, I've heard people say that about, about quarterbacks too because I actually heard someone say that about Jared Goff about a year ago, a year or two ago. Where they said the Rams should trade Jared Goff when he expires his, when he's like in his contract year, which I believe is now or next year. Um, and I, I see where you're coming from. I think that if you have a stacked team and your quarterback, I, I don't know. For, for me, from Jared Goff, I get Mitchell Trubisky vibes. Uh, just based off of. I feel like he can sometimes hold the team back. Yes, he's a good player, but he's not, you know, I, I hate to say it, but he's not special. Am I, I from what I've seen, he's not special. He's a he's a good quarterback. He's not gonna be chaotic. He's not gonna be Jameis Winston. He's not gonna throw t- interceptions left and right. You know, he's not gonna make your team worse, but he can hold you back. And he has a he has a low ceiling, okay? He has a pretty average floor, but he has a low ceiling. And honestly, if you get a low ceiling quarterback, trade him at their peak, in my opinion. And the other thing the Rams messed up on, so normally you would think, okay, well, you know, the Rams aren't great, but, you know, maybe because the Rams are old and expensive. They are in the situation that the 2017 Seahawks were in, where... They're average. They are old. They are expensive. They aren't doing well. They have... Their offensive line is struggling. And the media is slowly starting to turn against them. And the Seahawks, what they did was they just let everyone go. And drafted and drafted and drafted, and they got a young, cheap team that everyone projected to go 5-11, and 11 and, you know, look where they are now. So, and, and, it, and it wasn't easy. I mean, they started 0-2. They started out rough. They had to work through it. And, by the way, they have a top three quarterback at the helm. So, I mean, it's not like you can just do that every time. The problem with the Rams, though, is... They so the Seahawks had first round picks. They only used one on Rashad Penny, uh, I believe. I don't think they used first round pick last year. Um, but they traded down. They used, they had their first round picks, but they didn't use them most of the time. They just traded down to get more picks. Um, but the problem is the Rams don't have a first round pick till 2022 because they they traded for a title. They tried to do if I'm going to relate it to a different sport what the Red Sox did. They went full Dave Dombrowski. They were like, you know, the Red Sox, trading draft picks is like trading the farm. They traded the farm. They traded the future to get a title. 
and they got the title. So they, the Red Sox fired Dave Dombrowski, and all, and all the Red Sox fans are, are mad right now. Oh, man, we're not good. But you know what? I would be happy with that as a fan is trading and getting a title out of it, even though you're going to be kind of bad for three years and it's going to be hard to get that farm back. You still got the title, and that's what matters. You see it a lot nowadays as teams trading for a title, but the problem with the Rams is they didn't win. They didn't win the Super Bowl. So now they're in a situation where they're on the decline and they never got their they never got the ring. So that's just kind of my view of it is the Rams messed up because they didn't get the ring. And honestly, I think it just came they traded for so many players. It was the I believe the offseason before last year, I believe it was. It, it was crazy. Like every day it was like the Rams traded or signed for someone and now they have so little cap space and no first round draft picks for four years or three years. I mean, it's going to be very hard for them to build back up. And honestly, I, I see them either being average the next few years or downhill. They would need absolute expertise drafting and even that, I don't even know if they can get there. Because the Seahawks did that, but they also have Russell Wilson. They also have Pete Carroll. They also have Bobby Wagner. And the Rams soon are going to lose those guys that they have. And they don't have anyone as good as Bobby Wagner or as good as Pete Carroll. I mean, I mean or as good as Russell Wilson. I mean, I, you could say Aaron Donald. That's fine. But on the offensive side of the ball, everyone's old. And it's just like, it's, I don't know. I just feel like they, they traded for a title. They went all out. They sold out. But it didn't work out because they didn't win. They had one game. They had one game. And you know what? If the Rams won last year, I would be talking very different right now. I'd say, you know what? The Rams are on a decline, but they got what they wanted. They got the ring. They gave it to LA. You know? And honestly, as a fan, I'd be fine with that. I would take being mediocre for a few years if it meant my favorite team got a title but they didn't get the title because they lost to the Patriots and that's that so Lamar Jackson is uh right now dominating the Rams and there's a whole MVP discussion going on right now with is it Russell Wilson because I mean it's it's kind of transcended throughout the year everyone every year takes so long to catch on to Russell Wilson because people take him for granted uh, I, and that happens to every quarterback. It's like when Deshaun Watson came into the league, people freaked out, and now he does the same things every week, but no one really cares anymore because they take him for granted. It's it's like Russell Wilson, and soon that's going to happen to Lamar Jackson. <laughs> it happens to every quarterback. I mean, there's the new guy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah. I mean, I was just talking the other day. It's like you see Patriots games aren't on national, aren't on national television as much because – Everyone knows they're already good. You know, I mean, if, I, I, I mean, I'll talk to people that don't, that aren't NFL fans, and they'll be like, "Yeah, Patriots, I know who they are." But they like to nationally tell us the teams that are young, like hot. You know, this is like the new thing, like the the Chiefs. Well, it was the Rams, then it was the Chiefs. Now it's the Ravens. I mean, those are you know, every year there's like one team that's young and gunning, and they're ready to fight. And then they ended up taking, they ended up 
they end up being taken for granted and then eventually just die off. But right now, Lamar Jackson, yes, he's good. Yes, I'm yes, he's I'm just gonna state some facts here. Yes, he's good. Okay, he's a good football player. He's having a career year. I mean, obviously, he's having a great year. This is probably gonna be the best year of his career. And unless he's a Hall of Famer. And he has not played any good teams for the most part. I'm really interested to see how he does against the 49ers defense. That's going to be a tough game. And, I mean, I've actually what I was saying, though, about the MVP discussion. It's just kind of like everyone always has their, like, picks. This guy's going to do Aaron Rodgers. This is going to be his year. And then it just doesn't work out. Uh, you know, and then people pick, uh, who else do people pick? People pick guys like Brady because that's the easy pick. You know, that's the, oh, he's not going to have a bad year. It's not going to blow up in your face, but, you know, he's not going to win MVP because he's taken for granted. It's like Bill Belichick never wins coach of the year, but why? Because he's been good for so many years. The coach of the year goes to a coach who, you know, like I'm relating it to baseball again, like, uh, to the Twins manager, you know, because they came out of nowhere and just started winning. Coach Year's probably going to go, uh, AFC is going to go to Harbaugh. Um, because they, they came out of nowhere with a quarterback. They've had a great offense. They've been using analytics. And guess what? They're winning. Um, people said McCaffrey. McCaffrey, that kind of has died down. Because now people are just like, oh, Christian McCaffrey, 100 yards. Cool. Um... The two guys, though, that have stayed alive in the race the whole year, because it always starts where there's, like, a few guys started hot, and then they just kind of die off, and then it becomes two guys normally. Sometimes it's a runaway. Mahomes was a runaway. But it only becomes two guys that are just going, you know, like, who's going to win the MVP? Uh, This year is, like, the closest in a while. Um, It's actually the most interesting, because 2017 um, wasn't really, like, fun because it was like Carson Wentz totally deserved it and it was just unfortunate that he got hurt um and then last year was just like Mahomes just dominated and there was no chance uh but this year is interesting because Wilson has played better competition on a worse team with a worse oof that's debate yeah on a way worse team though third highest pressure rate his receiving core is a third string tight end a third-round rookie-wide receiver who is injury-prone, a undrafted receiver who just caught his first career touchdown last week, a um, a receiver that's basically washed up that almost every NFL team passed on, including Bill Belichick. His running back is a seventh-round running back from two years ago that can barely hold on to the football. He has the most non he has the most fumbles by non-QB in the past 10 years. And 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 he's and he's 9 and 2 and winning. That is called being valuable. <laughs> and by the way, their defense isn't legion of boom. They before yesterday, I don't know cuz Carson Wentz is horrible and kind of inflated them, but before yesterday, they were the 27th best or the 27th worst uh, pass defense in the NFL. Their defense has not been good. I, I, I've watched their defense all year, the Seahawks, 
it's just not good. Um, so, but, so, Russell Wilson is the valuable player. I mean, the guy is just, like, running the team at this point. I mean, if Russell Wilson wins, so do the Seahawks. If Russell Wilson loses, so do the Seahawks. Um, he, right now, is my pick for most valuable player so far. You know, it's week 11, or week 12, or, I think, yeah, I think it's week 11, actually. Um, anything can happen. There's a lot of football left to be played, you know. I mean, at this time in 2017, we were saying Carson Wentz is going to win the MVP, and then look what happened to Carson Wentz. So, you know, anything can happen. But right now, Russell Wilson, and you can say, I, I get it, Lamar Jackson's having a great year, but people take Russell Wilson for granted too much. They take him for granted too much. And honestly, I think Lamar Jackson probably does win the MVP. Unless Russell Wilson balls out. Unless Russell Wilson... Wins the rest of his games and absolutely balls out, like I said. Because that, that's not my pick. If I were a voter, I would pick Russell Wilson because I think Russell Wilson deserves it. But Lamar is just the guy. He's the, he's the, he's the, um, he's the Todd Gurley he, from 2017. He's the Patrick Mahomes from last year. You know, he's the guy. Every year there's a guy and he's him. Uh, and he's probably going to win the MVP. And you know what? I'm not going to be like, oh, man, Russell Wilson got robbed. Like, he totally didn't deserve it. Lamar Jackson, uh, both of these guys, I could very easily see winning the MVP on many other years. So these guys are both, you know, really good. Uh, but, yeah, that's just kind of the talk going on right now um, about the it's big discussion right now in the NFL. One of the top discussions is who's going to win the MVP, who deserves it, you know, like I said, a lot of football left to be played. I am interested because I will, I will come back on this podcast in a week talking about who's going to uh, – I'm talking about Lamar Jackson against the Niners. I am interested. The Niners defense scares me. It, it does. Like, I'm I, watching it. I'm like, wow. It wows me. I, I, I have not seen anything like it since, since the Seahawks, honestly, a few years ago. They are – it's just rare that you go in, in in today's NFL. It's rare that you go into a game mainly thinking about the other team's defense because what buys tickets, what scores points, offenses. All right, but the Niners' defense watching them is like crazy. I mean, they scored. Uh, Nick Bosa recovered that fumble on the two-yard line on the Packers' first drive last night. And it was like, it, it was just expected. Like, the, the, they didn't even go crazy. You know, I mean, I was watching the Seahawks-Eagles game. The Eagles are down 14 points with, like, four minutes left. They get a fumble recovery and freak out, run all the way to the end zone, like, pose, and, like, just go crazy. The Niners opened the game, got this fumble recovery at the two-yard line, almost scored a t- defensive touchdown, and they were like, all right, let's go. Awesome, good. All right, let's do it again now. I mean, it was just crazy. It was just like they, they like business. The 49ers, I'm going to hand it to them. I do not like the 49ers, but I'm going to hand it to them. Their defense is good, and they look strong. They look energetic. They look excited. You know, that's one of the things back to talking about the Rams. Rams look like a dead team right now. They they look like they're not playing with heart. Um, I mean, the, the Niners go out there with just such a every hit is so, so hard. 
ever. I mean, they're always going for the ball. It's it's really good football there. And I am so excited because Lamar Jackson and the Ravens' offense looks the same way. That's going to be the game of the year. Uh, I mean, it's going to be like the matchup of the year. Like, I don't know. It could end up being a bad game, but it's going to be the matchup of the year. I'm really excited to see what happens. And well, back to the MVP discussion, it could actually affect that because Russell Wilson actually won at Levi Stadium against that defense. And it wasn't pretty, but, I mean, what were you expecting, <laughs> you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's going to be really interesting. I'm excited to see that. The Niners are legit. They're a good team. Um, I'm not going to deny that. I... I think I, I, I didn't call them pretenders necessarily, but I wasn't like sold on them early in the year like a lot of people were. But then, as they, when they like destroyed the Rams, and then their defense started really taking over the team, because Jimmy Garoppolo is not a top 10 quarterback in the league. Jimmy Garoppolo is not that good. All right. He's not. He's, he is, he is, he's not as bad as Mitch Trubisky, but. He's a little bit like like I was talking about with Jared Goff, where he's not chaotic. He's not going to make your team worse. He's a game manager. He's like, you know, he's a game manager. He's, he's just going to like, he's going to be like, he's going to get the, he's going to get the plays. He's going to hand it off. You know, he's going to make, he's going to make good throws. He's not going to throw it everywhere and throw picks left and right. You know, and then he's going to, he's just going to kick a field goal and give the game to his defense. And that's what's going to happen. I mean, and they're winning that way. And that's fine. That's, I mean, it's almost never that you get a defense like that along with an elite quarterback. Um, so we'll see. I, I just, I, even with, I've been talking up the Niners so much, I still think that they're not going to win the Super Bowl this year because I just think they're too young and inexperienced. And I could easily see them going down the 2017 Rams direction where they just like, go to the playoffs and, like, kind of just lay an egg. Because I don't think Garoppolo's... I'm going to be honest, I don't think Garoppolo's good enough to win a Super Bowl. Um, I just don't think he's good enough to, like, lead his team in the playoffs. The Niners are like the 2017 Jacksonville Jaguars. Blake Bortles, I could see him, you know... I I mean, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was like Blake Bortles. You know, like, Blake Bortles, I could... At the time, I could I mean, he was... He was, like, holding it. He was holding them at bay. They scored, like, what, 12 points or something against the Bills? But the defense won the game. Um, and then and then they played the Steelers. And that's when Bortles started. He did well then. Um, and then they played the Patriots. And he kind of, like, held it down. Like, he, he was just holding it down. And the defense lost that game against the Patriots in the AFC Championship two years ago. So that's, I mean, I, I could see them going that route very easily. So let's not sell out on the Niners are going to be this great team for the next few years because what happened after that? The defense got too much of an ego, and they weren't good anymore. Now, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? But, I mean, they remind me a lot of the 2017 Jacksonville Jaguars. I just, most of the time, teams with a subpar quarterback – and an incredible defense, don't win the championship, right? You would, you need an offensive, you need a strong offensive piece. Because if you're, if you're going to relate it to the 2013 Seahawks who won the championship, they had a 
game manager quarterback at Russell Wilson. He he was it was his second year. Now, now he's transcended into the MVP. But in his second year, he was still kind of a game manager. I'm gonna hand it off to Marshawn Lynch. But that's what I'm saying. They had Marshawn Lynch along with that defense, and they he was a star, you know. And they had guys with speed. But all you need is like one star in offense and a good defense. You can win the championship. I think the Niners are still looking for that star. So, yeah. I was talking to um, my dad earlier about uh, the Eagles. The Eagles play no one. They, they play not a single team with a winning record uh, for the rest of the season. And they're 5-6 and six right now. Carson Wentz is not doing well. They're banged up. The crowd is booing them. They're in a bad spot right now. But hear me out. If the Eagles beat... So, okay, I'm going to... Because if you look at their schedule, they really have a shot to to run the table. I mean, I know it sounds far-fetched because the Eagles are 5-6 and six right now. And they're not, like, trending upward. They're on a two-game losing streak. But I just think, I mean, the teams that they play, I mean, the next game is against the Dolphins. And the Dolphins can be like what the Browns had, uh, like, last week or yesterday or, yeah, Sunday, I guess. Um, which is like kind of like a get-right game. A game where it's just like, it's easy, so it's, a, it's just like a, a, like a run-over get a team that you're just going to just destroy. But it kind of gets your team some momentum. All right, let's destroy them. Favorite by eight. They're gonna win that game. They're, you know, even though they're on the road, they're gonna beat the. They're gonna move to five hundred, and if it's a close game, it, it it works against the Eagles, even though that they win because it's like, man, like we can we can barely beat this two and nine Dolphins squad. How are we gonna beat you know these other teams? But if they blow them out like the Browns did, and trust me, if the Browns can blow them out, then the Eagles can. They play the Giants at home, the Redskins on the road, the Eagles, I mean the Cowboys at home, and then the Giants on the road. So, none of the teams except the Cowboys have a winning record, and they're playing them at home. Even if they win, I mean, okay, the Dolphins, Giants, Giants, and Redskins, that's three easy, pretty easy wins, um, I mean, that's, uh, my bad, it's four pretty easy wins, uh, and that's nine, that's nine wins, it's already nine and seven, so then, they have this game against the Cowboys, so, it's, they, it's, it's very well, like, it's really cool how their schedules line up, because both teams are set to likely win a guaranteed nine games and then they're gonna have that one game to decide who is nine and seven and who was ten and six and who wins the NFC East and is not gonna be chaotic in the offseason and who is it's gonna be really interesting it's gonna be in Philly and it's gonna be right before Christmas and honestly, right now, Dallas is favored to win that game. 
by just a little bit, 52.8% chance, according to ESPN's Football Power Index. I mean, I'm just interested to see what happens because, I mean, I mean, I really could see both teams. I, I could see both teams winning, but I mean, one of those teams is gonna get right. One of those teams is gonna is gonna is gonna is gonna get out of their slump and get right. And honestly, we could see Jason Garrett getting fired. I I doubt. I still have this like hunch feeling that we need to see Jason Garrett go like five and eleven for him to get fired, just because Jerry Jones is like. Like, as long as he has a puppet, he's going to keep him. But, I mean, the Cowboys have not beaten a team with a winning record so far this year. They've played... They've played... So, the right now, they're 6-5, and five, okay? They've played, they've played 11 games. They... They have played seven teams with a losing record and four teams with a winning record. They they went they've gone six and one against the teams with a losing record, and zero oh and four against the teams with a winning record. That is just pathetic. I mean I mean look at their season. They've played Giants at home, losing record one. Redskins on the road, losing record one. Dolphins at home, losing record one. Then they play some hard teams. They play the Saints on the road, winning record lost. Packers at home, winning record lost. Jets on the road, losing record lost. Cowboys, I mean, uh, my bad. Eagles at home, losing record one. Giants on the road, losing record one. (laughs) You see the trend here? Now, Vikings at home, winning record lost. Lions on the road, losing record won. And finally, Patriots on the road, winning record lost. And the rest of their season, I could very easily see the Bills winning. Then they'd be 6-7. and seven, Or no, they'd be 6-6. Six and six. They'd beat the Bears, seven and six. They'd lose to the Rams, seven and seven, and then they'd beat the Eagles, losing record. Beat the Redskins, losing record, and go nine and seven, and maybe sneak into the wild card. That is Jason Garrett in a nutshell, and it's always going to be like that for the Cowboys as long as they keep Jason Garrett and as long as they keep these mediocre players. It's going to be 9-7 and seven wild card, or if you get lucky, a division title every single year. It's, it's, it amazes me how they are fine with this, how there is no outside of the media thought of even firing Jason Garrett. Or just letting him go. Let him go. Let him let his contract expire. Let him go. No, if you're gonna have nine and seven every year, it's just never gonna work. You're never gonna get a top draft pick. You're never gonna win the Super Bowl. They're just not good enough. I, unlike Jimmy Garoppolo, could see Dak Prescott as a Super Bowl winning quarterback. But the thing with Dak Prescott is he is not Russell Wilson. He isn't he isn't, you know, he isn't uh Drew Brees, he isn't going to thrive even with, like, bad teams. He needs a good running game, 
a good defense, a good offensive line, and he'll do well. That's what I'm saying. I he he isn't a manager. He's like uh he he's one of those quarterbacks that he can be elite, but he needs someone around him. You know, so he can be a unstoppable Super Bowl winning quarterback, but he needs a good team around him, and he needs a good coach to lead him in the right direction and as long as you go nine and seven and beat every bad team and lose to every good team even if they make the play even if they beat the eagles and go 10 and 6 and make the playoffs just like last year even if they do that they're gonna have zero wins against a team with a winning record how do you expect a team with zero wins against teams with winning records to go into the playoffs and win and win out and win the Super Bowl. It's just not going to happen. You're facing teams that are the best of the best. It's never going to happen. It's just not. And I, it just that it just it just amazes me how how stubborn they are to to not change. Because this is the worst path a team can go on is mediocrity. Because you don't get anything out of it. The way the NFL works, you don't get anything out of it. You either got to be bad or you got to be great. There is no in between. And honestly, it's fine to have one mediocre year. The Seahawks went 9-7 and seven in one year. But then you got to have a plan to change that fast. The Seahawks changed. They, they, they got rid of everyone. Got rid of a ton of staff. They got rid of their offensive line coach. They got rid of their defensive coordinator. They got rid of their offensive coordinator. They got rid of almost all of their defense. A lot of their offensive players. They started anew. And look where they are now. They're 9-2 and two right now. That is the opposite of mediocrity. But if you're going to be like the Cowboys and stay... And stay with the same personnel, get old, get expensive, pay Zeke a ton of money, which I just talked about at the very beginning of this show, how that's a bad idea, and pay Garrett a bunch of money. It's just never going to work. It's never going to work. Because Garrett is a puppet, and Garrett is a guy who's there to just clap on the sideline and be a cheerleader. So, that's my take on the NFC so far. Um, I'm about to wrap it up. It's been about 35 minutes. Um, hope you enjoyed this uh, NFL podcast. Um, I'll be back soon. Um, I, I have all week off, so I'll probably be talking more often. Um, check out my blog on WordPress, uh, Daily Dose of Sports with Sebastian. I'm writing a really good piece right now on, uh, on why Aaron Rodgers is the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. Um... So thank you for listening, and uh, I'll see you next time.